The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. It's not too late for Kevin James to actually coach the Saints. Welcome to a championship round edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hardigan. Any Tom Brady loss is an Eagles win, so I'm feeling pretty good after that weekend. With us, as always, Chiefs fan, Danny Solomon. Danny, are you just basking in this Chiefs win or what? Was that better than the Super Bowl? It's, I mean, a Super Bowl is a Super Bowl, but this is argued by many i'm not an insane person for bringing this up us winning potentially the greatest game of all time i'm not gonna say it was definitely there are some people there's some soft-hearted fans out there still nostalgic for the 80s and 90s when games were different and the shoulder pads were bigger but this is a big huge game that everybody saw because football is at its peak right now it was the two teams everybody wanted to play each other the most. It had everything, and we won. So I mean, yeah, you know, you can't put, you can't hang up a trophy yet, but it's it's pretty close. All right, I'm glad you're happy. Uh, hey, we got Washington football team prisoner Jamel Johnson with us. Jamel, the next time we talk to you, I think we're gonna officially know your team's stupid new name. How excited are you? I'm not worried about that right now. Dan, my main concern is the Pro Bowl, the 2022 <laughs> Pro Bowl taking place in Las Vegas. Hey, I kind of forgot that I was doing Las Vegas this year. Oh, I never forget. Are there any Washington uh, whatevers on the Pro Bowl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they're get, all the hot dogs are from FedEx Field. <laughs> mm, that's good. <laughs> hey, joining join the show today, we have comedian and uh, Packers fan, Tlaib Bab. What's up, Tlaib? And uh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's cool, man. It's cool. I, we kind of deserved it. You know, not we, but, you know, Aaron kind of deserved it. So, you know, you know, it comes with the territory, man. It's good, to, good to be here. I think that's a great place to start um, because you had, you, you know, your first hand, you have front row seats to this Aaron Rodgers experience all year long. Obviously, it's been a major topic. but you know, where are you with this? I know we're going to get into it a little bit later too, but are you, do you want him back? Are you forgive and forget? Or are you just like, dude, you played bad. You talk shit. I'm done with this guy. Uh, the first 48 hours was rough. I, I was, I was like, bring on Jordan love. I was, I was, <laughs> I was through, I was fed up the first, like up until like yesterday around, around supper time is when I kind of like, accepted things uh you know um he 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 should have he should have got off facebook a long time ago and uh you know i was cool with the facebook talk but then you go out there and what would have been your last playoff game in the last dance you don't throw a touchdown it's like come on man like you reading too much facebook you can't read the Niners defense i don't appreciate this please please lock in and uh, you didn't do that and we lose a stinker at uh at the undefeated lambo 
So it was it was tough. It was to Jimmy Garoppolo. It was tough. But uh, <laughs> at this point, I, I don't. He can come back. I I, I think uh, it's kind of just accepting that we're. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna get my hopes up next year for us making it to the Super Bowl because I think this was like our best chance. Um, but if he comes back, I'll welcome him. It's not like you know. It's not like two two days ago where I was like, "Yo, fuck him. Be better than ever to step in Lambo ever again or his beef." It's I've I've simmered down. <laughs> but what about the weather, man? It was cold. No, yeah, don't man. give him nothing for it. It was really cold. No, I man. did think he was a little bit. You know how Aaron likes to play the game like he's bored a little bit, and he just walks up to the to the center with his hands in his little pouch, and then he takes it out. He he, he acted like he, it was one of those games he could be bored at, but then it was like, dude, you can't go three and out in the fourth quarter when the game's this close. Like I, think I on need his, to see something from you. Like I think on his little Microsoft Surface tablet, he just has Facebook. He's just scrolling <laughs> through. Proud boy account liking to, liking statuses. Yeah. yeah. On parlor during the game. Rough to see. But how did the special teams get so bad? Is mm. it because everybody's just been so focused on A-Rod they forgot they had kickers and shit? I don't know. I and and you know what's weird is usually like every year we do when the Packers lose, we find somebody outside of A-Rod to blame. But this one, possibly because of every how everything went. Uh, and 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 actually, I think for me, it's part we we had a deep. The defense only gave up six points. Like I've never mm-hmm. seen a Packers defense play so well in the Aaron Rodgers era, or in any era, probably. So it's just like you're at home, man. I know the special team is stinking it up, but like you at home, you're the MVP, presumptive MVP. You got you got to score. You got to plan to score more than thirteen points to win a playoff game. Yeah, just uh, you know, and I know his whole beef was that uh, he he was worried that they weren't drafting enough good players or he didn't get enough help, but he's got a top three receiver. Aaron Jones is like a top five, top seven running back when he's at his best. Uh, Their defense played elite. It's just like, I don't know a better situation. I guess the Broncos are where he's rumored to go, but if you want to be on a good team, like you're getting number one seeds, you're getting home playoff games. What else do you want, dude? Like, it seems like a good situation to me. But it's just so cold. <laughs> he could, he's, he's a Cali boy. He could go to San Fran if he really wants to. Because I don't know if they're going to pick up G, uh, Jimmy G's next contract. So he could very easily go to San Fran. And I, you know, what I'm, I'm fine. Let's go home, I guess. That's a crazy <laughs> move. I mean, it makes sense because he's always wanted to be there. But it is kind of a you can't beat him, join him type situation now. It's a really bad look. It's just... He's he's already uh, a villain. He's already. I think he yeah. he understands. He's already painted himself for the last five months as a villain. So it it's just this would be embracing it, just full heel at this point. If he goes to San Fran, I I do like that. You know, I know we'll get back to Aaron, but I do like his awareness is like a ninety nine on Madden, and he knows that I think Kelly's being perceived. So I do enjoy that. He's not like surprised that everybody's mad at him or thinks he's stupid or something. He he, he gets it, but he is. But did you with see the- a little bit? Did you see the QAnon documentary? No. There's Oh, well, yeah, I think so. There's a character on there that reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. It's this guy who's basically a twerp. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, so maybe a difference in, in that. But just a twerpy guy who like thinks he's the puppet master of the entire world. Like Has just this, this idea because he got a hold of this thing that now he's like, he's able to manipulate all the chess pieces on the board. Like, we're all just such idiots at his service 
That's how I felt when I bought my first top hat. <laughs> it gives you a power. Club, one of those big top hats with the zebra. It was like a Mad Hatter, but it also has zebra print. You were in the party he, he just control you? And everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm orchestrating everything, man. I'm like Peyton Man and calling shit at the line. Yeah, give me some ice cubes over here. Da da da. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, uh let's let's actually start this show. Danny, or every every week we get into this thing by talking about what we hated about watching football this week. Danny, I don't know exactly <laughs> Where you're going to go with this, because it kind of had the best week you've ever had, but uh, kick us off. Yeah, I mean, you're right to think that it might annoy people, uh, because I am obviously very happy with how things went. And I guess if I had to say what I hated, I would say that I hate that there's no more suspense now, that we kind of know what's going to happen from here on. And I say this honestly, trying not to piss off any of our Bills fan friends. I don't want to sound condescending here or add to your pain in any way. Because I've been there. 2018 AFC Championship game against Brady. I've been right where you are. The Bills were the best team in the playoffs. And it truly sucks that you're gone so soon. You deserved more glory from this season. Did Allen maybe benefit a little bit from our best secondary player being out after the first series? Sure. He was running over linebackers, but you're right. He was great. And with you guys gone, there's honestly nothing left for me to fear, and it sucks. It's I don't fear any of the quarterbacks left in the playoffs. I don't fear Burrow with the O-line. I don't fear Stafford, who's going to beef it at any moment. And I definitely don't fear Jimmy G, who we've already sunned once in the Super Bowl and has proven to be even more crap since then. Uh Place your bets, people. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl again this year. It just sucks that without the Bills or without Brady or without A-Rod, there's kind of no juice to any of it. I I don't – you're kind of right, but in Cali, it's nothing but juice. This is the juice bowl. <laughs> who do you – who would you say going up against the Chiefs? Bengals obviously are going to lose. I think we're all in agreement on that. If – we play either team in the Super Bowl. Which one is juicier? Definitely L.A. Definitely the Rams. L.A. is juicy because it's at home. Yeah, it's at home. We got some stars. We got Von Matt Miller. Stafford. Matt Stafford redemption. It would be Von Miller showing up. It would be the first halftime show that the the show kind of benefits the the home team. You know what I mean? Like they would be so rammed out. Like yeah. it would be because it's such a, like an L.A. based show. Right. Well, I know Mary J. and um, I guess Eminem aren't from L.A., but it feels very L.A. like the show. Oh, no. So. Yeah. If Dre and Kendrick are there, it's as L.A. as it gets. Y.G. is jumping on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And then you add in Snoop. I mean, that's just mm. it, it's 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 man. It's weed. It's L.A. It's gangs. It's 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 incredibly L.A. It's yeah. the, vape pins are definitely getting in. I sure. feel like you would have to somehow summon the collective power of early 90s West Coast hip-hop at its peak into the body of Matthew Stafford in order to make this game competitive. It would have to be all of it collectively <laughs> in his being, throwing the football where he needs it to be, getting moving his legs down the field, 
He didn't even not throw the interception he always throws. We could find a yeah, sure, man. We could find him some Pelly Pelly jeans and dress him up right. Well, we need du- we need Dub C to be his dialect coach right now. Teach him how to crip walk. So that needs to be his touchdown celebration now. He needs to talk a little bit different. Could he get away? Audibles need to sound different. I think we can groom him. You only know, what we have a couple weeks because he's we got three weeks. Yeah, we got time. Yeah, we got time. Yeah, we got Just... more than enough time. Just so funny that Mr. L.A. has to be Matthew Stafford. It's crazy. Uh, Jamal and I were talking about, what's the actor on Snowfall? He's some British dude, but he had to learn how to talk like he's from L.A. Damson Idris. (laughs) Yeah, Damson Idris. Yeah. And Dub C was his dialect coach. So if he could could turn a British guy into L.A., Matt Stafford's already halfway there. We got we got this. Dub C being a dialect coach and picking up uh to tutoring people in his in his in his spare time is really funny. That's actually really yeah. hilarious. Good it seems like weird for Doing him to picture him jobs. very as a mentor, like a chill guy, like in any capacity. I think he just took him to a couple swap meets. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh well, Danny, I guess I'm glad you're kind of just acknowledging how good the bills are, but you're not doing the thing that like if you're a Bills fan, you got to be happy. You guys left your heart out there. Like yeah. I saw some takes that both fan bases just got to appreciate the game. I'm like, dude, when the Sixers lost on the buzzer beater in Game Seven to Kawhi, I wasn't like, what a great game. I was sent into despair and sadness for months. That's, that's how I felt because I'm a fan of a team that's never gonna ever reach that ever in life, ever in the history of the earth. Yeah. Ever, even when they're playing football after the meteor hits this motherfucker and they're playing space ball, we're never going to get that close to a chip. Well, so what I witnessed was amazing. Your secondary team also never going to win a championship. Never, ever, ever, ever. It's never going to happen. I was so proud of the Bills. Because I'll never see, I'll never know happiness. I try to tell Aaron that. I was just like, hey, this pain that you feel is because you guys got close. The team's good, but it's hard to tell somebody when they're that close to it still. Uh, Talib, what would you hate about watching football this week? Uh, easy for me to say, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, another another uh, thing that relates is, is the other A-Rod. I did not like seeing Alex Rodriguez in the Lambo bleachers. What was that? Wearing wearing a Green Bay hat. Bro, who stamped you? Who vetted you? Who said you could be in the bleachers with us mobbing? Like in 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 a playoff game, bro? You could come through in like week four, but like wait, coming through in January? Nobody come on, bro. Come on, bro. Yeah, it was doomed. You better come them. through wearing a, a NFL Rob Lowe hat, like a generic one, but don't come through like trying to be gang. Nah, bro. You there can't be two A rods in the same building. You're a part of the problem, but you can't just I don't like that. I didn't like that. You ever see Johnny Hop? That's that. You can't have the same Whoa. Acid, the same molecules in the same area or, or shit gets real. And they for sure got the same molecules. That's big facts. Yeah, I didn't yeah, I didn't I didn't need that. I didn't once I saw that, I was like, oh this he's dancing to music. I'm like, nah, he's having a good time. I was like, nah, man. Nah, we can't. This isn't right. Why wasn't he in a suite? Why was he just in oh, the crowd? That's it didn't make man. Because the building was made in 1946. There's they only suites. like three suites. You don't think A-Rod <laughs> could ask for a favor? Or Them suites was taken. Alex Rodriguez? For sure. Them suites was definitely taken by uh, 
I don't know. Joe Rogan was there on behalf of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers hooked him up. He said, if, I, if you don't get the Joe Rogan suite, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Like, See what I'm saying? And he stunk Rogan up. gets one. Um, are there any rappers from Milwaukee? Cool, cool cow. <laughs> Damn. Nice poll. Giannis? Giannis? No, I think they make Giannis saying in the poll. Anthony polls. Davis got one. <laughs> Otherwise, they may just say Giannis, you're, you're Greek. You don't know about this. But yeah, Alex Rodriguez <laughs> didn't even realize he was a fan of uh, professional football. And then he just pops up. I think the Packers were playing well. They show A-Rod, and like you're saying, Danny, a time cop type of situation occurs. And then they play like shit the rest of the game, like the moment yeah. that happened. Because it was kind of early on that they showed him. He should never be allowed in the building again. That's no. for sure. If you bring Aaron <laughs> Rodgers back for another season, if you're trying to pay, go one last ride, get A-Rod, the, the other A-Rod, the fuck out of there. Yeah, he should have been evacuated uh, and shown, his, uh, shown the door very early in that game. God, I'm sorry. That's a lot to deal with. Two A-Rods yeah. in one game? Yeah. Never thought I'd see it. I didn't, I didn't think I would see it. <laughs> Two A-Rods it in, a, in a freezer. Oh. Terrible. Ah, Jamel, what'd you hate about watching football this week? What I hated about football this week, coded language. It, it, it's not just in football. We it it follows you around in other places of life. You know the type. You watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Uh, I wanted to get some uh quality time in the fantasy suite. That means we're gonna fuck with a couple condoms on. You know what I mean? A white guy calls a black guy a thug. He meant nigger. Hard R. White guy, job interview. Hey, you're overqualified. Nigger. You know it. You've heard it. In football, analytics means we're going to try to step on your throat. We're going to try to impose our will we don't give a shit. I didn't look at a calculator when I decided to go for it or for fourth down in the middle of the fucking field. Hell, yeah, I'm going for two. The analytics says, no, that's my nuts. Analytics means my testosterone running it through my dick onto the field at my opponent. I want to shame these men and make them feel they do not have a chance to win this game. And guess what? That shit always backfires. Maybe you should look at a computer, you fucking idiot. Mike <laughs> Vrabel. What the fuck is wrong with you? Kick the ball. You done turned the ball over six times in one quarter. And you find, a, you, you find yourself tied. Going into halftime, you want to go for two? Because of a penalty? That means nothing? Preach that penalty on a two on a, a, a untimed down doesn't mean anything. That's a trick, dude. That's like betting on the Lions. That's why they give you extra odds on the line. That's why it's always a Lion special. It's not real, man. And if the Titans had kicked that field goal, they would have won that game. Because at the end of the game, they wouldn't have needed Tannehill to get four first downs. He's good for one. He's great at getting one first down. The problem is when you try to start to add extra shit, and that is analytics numbers. Fuck out of here. 
coded language. Every, when is, did they start saying analytics to explain moves that are clearly testosterone-based? When did that become yeah. a number thing? Going forward on fourth down is risky. No accountant would ever suggest you do that. <laughs> the When I first saw it pop up was like along with Twitter where people would just bitch and like put out statistics like 58% of the time and like uh, 538, whatever that side is, like the, the nerds got a hold of football and then they made some good points. So then we let, we kept them in the room because they made some initial good points about, but the uh, nerds were, when you should call your timeouts. It's based on Madden. This was all based on Madden. It was never reality. You always take the points. Bruce Arians will tell you that. They never would have even been in that game had they tried to do some analytics. You take the fucking three points and you keep playing the game because the game is actually long as fuck. Truly, game, game. People be acting like the second quarter, eight minutes left. You got to go for it here, Tom. No, you don't. It's crazy. <laughs> Especially if you know it's Tannehill. Like, you know, like, all right, if you got Aaron Rodgers, then it's kind of like, all right, I can, I can get this. He can get two yards for me, usually, you would think. Tom Brady or whatever. Ryan Tannehill, why are you putting that burden on his shoulders? Why are you ever trusting a man who went to Texas A&M? I do not believe Ryan Tannehill will be the Titans quarterback next season. Oh, I, they, I really don't. what else are they going to do? What Gotta can they really upgrade, do? Draft a guy. I, I just don't think draft that's the answer. This was their best shot. They were in the number one seed, home playoff game, playing the fucking Bengals, a team that doesn't. It hasn't been the playoffs in like thirty years or some shit. Like you got to win that game. They just what put the in Mariota. Or about, get Mariota back. Danny, to your point about kind of knowing the outcome, even if the Titans win against the Bengals, they not moving shit against Kansas City. So yeah. you know you're kind of in a shitty situation regardless. But we'd have to be in Tennessee. I mean, you're right, and you know that's true. That's a good it, point. It really would have fueled a different set of shitty. TV talking points about how Derrick Henry is going to run all over us or whatever. The guy clearly didn't have it this week. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it was inevitable when we, the bills were the only thing in the way, the only divergent point in the, in the, the universe that, that might've pushed us into another outcome. The disrespect you know? for the other teams. Except for the, the bills. Bengals, the Bengals have beat you this season. They're they're fine. They they're fine. I mean, you can't imagine Joey Burrow going in season two, actually one and a half, really going into a hostile playoff environment with no line, nine sacks, and let me and you and to your point, Jamel, about Madden. Madden is real life. Madden is is when I when I play a Madden game, that's when I feel most in tune with the reality of football, which is. Whoa. I don't think I'm going to lose just because I'm down two touchdowns. Or I don't think I'm going to lose because I only have 13 seconds on the clock. If I have three timeouts, I'm going to madden it up. I'm going to make it happen. That's that. When you're a normal fan and you're watching your team, you're like, it's the first quarter. We're down by by three. We're done. It's over. This this is just going to keep. We're just going to keep shit in the bed. When you're a Madden player, you realize this fucking game is 60 minutes. And I have plenty of time to throw long bombs whenever I want. You play fifteen minute quarters. Well, I play I play seven minute quarters, but still. <laughs> I was. I mean, I would have twenty minutes in real life, dude. Are you kidding? Yeah. The score would be uh, 
180 to, to 60 if I played 15 minute quarters. With the Chiefs. You got the 180. Yeah. When I would when I was big into Madden, I used to turn like the 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 meter, the sliding bars up to like make the AI as good as it could possibly be. Play on all Madden, do fifteen minute quarters, and just try and run a sound game, like three yard run, and just it was it was pretty difficult. Yeah, I had way, way too much time on my hands. The way you play Madden is disgusting to me. It's just yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. weird insight into your personality. Like you just need as much adversity as possible. So that yeah. even the slightest progress that you make feels like a huge victory. I don't know what that says about you. I don't need AP classes in high school. But I do know what I hated about watching football this week. And uh, I guess let's talk about this overtime stuff. I know everybody wanted the Bills to have a chance and get the ball. And people are talking about revising kind of the format. I mean, I love the college overtime. I don't know how that would look in the NFL. Uh, but it's clear, Danny, you were the victim of this in the AFC Championship a couple years ago against the Pats. Whatever team got the ball first was going to score. Like, both defenses were gassed. But I have a proposal, and this is what it is. I think we keep it the same so that if a team does score a touchdown, it ends the game. But we eliminate the coin toss. That's the part that I think is unfair. It's just like, oh, it's going to come down to if it's heads or tails. I think the home team always gets the ball to begin overtime. Because with this, at least the other team knows what situation they're preparing for if they're going into OT. It might make them feel more inclined to go for the win in regulation, or if they see that it's going to be overtime, they at least fucking know, all right, we got to stop them. We're prepared for this. We game plan for it like all week, et cetera, et cetera. I think in home field advantage is fucking out the window anyway. Three out of the four away teams won in the divisional round. So this would actually reinstall a little bit of home field advantage. So if you do go to OT, the home team gets it. They've earned it. They're the higher seed. They had a better season. I think just knowing what's going to happen will solve this. The coin toss is the problem. It's the fucking coin toss. Why do we do this? All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. I have another. What if it's based off who the refs worked worse throughout the course of the game. Because by the end, of, by the time end of regulation rolls around, you will have seen the replays a million times. So whatever call the refs fucked up the worst, like in basketball, it's like possession arrow. It just goes to them. Is there like a who got fucked the worst analyst in New York yeah. who they cut to? Completely like unconnected from the league, yeah. That's Jamel right. Johnson. It'll be me. Which I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. You know, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it straight, man. Like a goddamn, you know, like like a, like a, uh, like some woods. Or, um, What else is in a line? Uh, like some train tracks, man. I'm going to keep it real straight for you. So who would you have awarded the ball to? Bills, Chiefs, the other night. giving it to the Bills, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, then you're out. <laughs> just give the Bills a chance. The thing is, well, the Bills never had a chance. Everybody's like, didn't. oh man, the Bills blew it. The Bills never had a chance. We had 50 years without a fucking Super Bowl. We finally get one. I'm not, we're not, we're still underdogs here. We're not the we're not the Pats yet. We haven't even won a second Super no. Bowl, and you're already you, oh, turning your game to the Bills. 
Danny, you are Bill Belichick, uh, Danny. You are. You did this. You are the. You are Robert Kraft. Danny, do you remember when the Warriors were America's sweetheart? Oh, that's so fun. They shoot well. They got well. at least two championships. Yeah. Well, I'm saying once that happened, people fucking stopped rooting for them. Then it give us the second anymore. championship before. That's all I'm anymore. saying. Two chips, yeah. and then we can talk about who's the fucking Death Star. All right. Me. All right. Uh, hey, all right, let's move on. We we started with this topic, but we're going to come back to it. Aaron Rodgers, a lot of rumors about if he's going to retire, change teams, come back to Green Bay. Uh, what should he do? I guess that's the question that we're going to open up. Uh, Danny, is it what do you want Aaron Rodgers to do, or what do you think he's going to do, or what should he do? I mean, You're Aaron Rodgers' agent. What it, yeah, it, it might be all three, but, I mean, if we want to just say, you know, just just come up with your best – Aaron Rodgers 2022-2023 season scenario. Uh, okay. I'll just say it right now, and this is going to make definitely two of you unhappy, probably all three. Aaron Rodgers is going to sign with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, what? Aaron's <sighs> going to get wined and dined. He's that he, you know he's going to have Jerry go out and publicly denounce Dak. He's going to plunk down a $50 million contract right in front of Aaron's face. Rap Sheet's going to be there. Schefter's going to be there. Field Yates will make his way in. All the guys, all the all the people you hear the rumors from are all going to be saying this is going down. Just as Aaron's about to put pen to paper, though, he reveals it's all an elaborate prank set up to air on his new show, Aaron, which is like with, a, with an exclamation point, like Gutfeld. And that show is simulcast on Fox Sports and Fox News. He's done playing football. He's won his Super Bowl. He's won MVPs. He's done all he needs to do in football and for the city of Green Bay. Now he's got a sight set on being the king of all media. He's going to start with the McAfee market. He's going to destroy McAfee. He's going to be out of the fucking, out of the, out of the cultural consciousness in three months after Aaron premieres. And eventually he's going to take over all of Rogan's territory. That's why Shailene puts up with it because she's going to be a billionaire in five years. So highest rated show in in the, in the entire world next to the NFL. He's going Jamie Kennedy experiment. That's where he it's thinks not, he needs to start. It's not a prank show, all right. If you if you've seen like the for Gutfeld, it's part prank show, part talk show. He also oh doesn't call them pranks. He calls them trolls. Uh, he trolls people. He trolls the libs. He is an in-your-face sort of a John Stewart for the right, and but he does it with more of an edge. Uh, you know, he kind of like he he thinks he's doing the Chris Rock show, but he's really doing Bill Maher. That sounded so elaborate, and, and it's I got him because I was like, yeah. that might happen. I was like, oh no, yeah. that would be crazy. His co-host is Ed McMahon, is AJ Hawk. Come on, man. Whatever it is, he is going to master it and become the most famous media personality. Not just football player. Like, he's going to be the king of all media, Howard Stern level, ultra celeb. All right. Uh, I can't listen to much more of that. Tlaib, what do you think Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is going to do? I think Aaron, uh, I, think he, I think he comes back. I think he puts on the green and yellow again. I Ooh. think he is going to be in his head about his legacy. And I think he realizes that even if he gets an MVP this season, people will only remember the COVID stuff and then losing in the first round. I think that's, and I, I think he's going to hate for that to be the final narrative in Green Bay. So I think he comes back. I don't know if we win at all. I don't know what the team looks like, but I just think he wants to end 
on a much better uh, better uh, note than that because he right now it looks kind of goofy. It looks like a very goofy uh, fairy tale ending. So I think we'll see him in the green and yellow next year. And if not, then psh, I think he's playing somewhere else. I don't think he retires though. I think I think we're looking at Niners. That's my pick. And then number two, I think maybe Titans. Ooh, I mean, that just do got... have a good ass team. Yeah, Jamel, you might be. Uh, busting a little bit of a chub off of that, thinking about the Listen, Titans. Listen, man, I have to saddle up one more time. I mean, honestly, look, the football team is a destination just because <laughs> I think he he would like how many black people agree with him about things. <laughs> and first player to rock whatever this new team name is, the Admiral shit. Yeah, and yeah. One of the least vaccinated teams in the league. Once it's what I'm saying, it kind of... He'd be like, you know, I mean, there was pe- people in Wisconsin felt me, but they weren't cool. Yeah. Welcome oh, to DC. Shit. He's in the center of the fucking political universe playing for the Washington team. He's well, got- well, well. He could run for the president. Only guy- he would be the only guy on the team who doesn't have a house in Ashburn. He's actually going to live in DC at Capitol Hill. <laughs> and he, you can't hate, like, he, there's such a hateful person on on that squad, which is Dan Snyder, you can't, it's going to be hard for you to hate him more than Dan. That's you know? true. Like there's a regular anytime things are going wrong, Yeah. Anytime things are going wrong, he'll be like, well, you know, we play pretty bad, but at least I didn't um, illegally film any of the employees. I was just playing quarterback. I like he's it. He's good. He's, he's yeah. good on Scott Free from here on out if he goes to WFT. And it's good defense. Get Devontae over there with you. Run for run for president and vice president on a double ticket. We throw touchdown passes for America. We run the the fade, the back end zone fade for for freedom. I know that's right. Uh, Jamal, what's up oh. with Aaron Rodgers? Well, you know, aside from that, um, I think he should just uh, get an endorsement deal with Wrangler Jeans. And accept his fate, which was always to become Brett Favre. He is Brett. Take your one ring, go home, sell jeans. This is what it is, man. You want to keep going for two? Get yourself killed? Yeah, you could go to Tennessee just like Brett did. He was like, oh, we got Adrian Peterson? Oh, yeah, I could work with that. Yeah, get your ass cracked in half. Because then when fucking Sean Payton comes back and puts a bounty on you, like it's fucking Groundhog's Day. It is interesting, though, that he has become this kind of embittered, angry old man that the the Green Bay fans are kind of split on, as far as I can tell. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of love there, but he seemed to do everything to be the anti-Farve early in his career. But it it followed him around. It's like the Santa Claus. Put the if pants you on. play, if you put those yellow pants on, you eventually develop a pill problem. <laughs> Some weird opinions. Throw picks late in games. He oh he did this in such an efficient time because he got COVID in October, like mid October, and man, <laughs> he became he rose the the, the hate charts like a, like a shooting star i mean this was this was man nobody could have seen this one coming i mean he just he people, he just people were on his side in august i thought that he was a fucking like a regular dude and like one of the more liberal guys among at least the nfl quarterbacks 
Today, he used the term fake White House. The fake White House. That's how what? he talks now. Yeah. What? Where's the real one, dog? Part of <laughs> I think he thinks you know. he's, he's doing this. Like, he's, he's very aware. I think he's just leaning into being an asshole. Um, he's doing a great job at it. So, Wrangler Gene ads. Okay. Is he just kind of rolling around the, the hay bales with Brett Favre? Like, do a kind of a two generations thing? They're rolling around. A little bit like Brookback, but not, you know, don't go full yeah. on. There's definitely one where they play catch together, but I think the first one, because this would be Wrangler stepping out. This is Wrangler like, look, we were dealing with Brett. We want to be more elevated, Aaron. We we know you're a smart, cerebral guy. So it's like him like at the library, but you only see his ass <laughs> in the jeans or something. He's doing science. He bends yeah, over big, while yeah. pouring a beaker. Yeah, into a he's fucking... doing research. <laughs> he's literally doing Ooh. research in jeans. No, it's it's him at the grave of Bart Starr, and then another Wrangler pair of jeans steps next to him. And it's, far. <laughs> and it's just, now we're connecting all That's the... the Halloween ad. I think Aaron Rodgers should go full sex change and become Aaron Rodgers. Um, because football is stressful. And some guys just don't know how to turn it off after the game ends. Uh, we've seen Brett Favre struggle. <laughs> or I guess he kind of just went away, but he's become, you know, a lot of times these guys just go live in the woods somewhere, just sit on a rocking chair and just, I don't know, get get bizarre. Andrew but Luck did that. He only played for like four years. Exactly. But that's not Aaron's fate because Aaron is, I agree with uh, most of you guys, and I agree, especially with Danny, he's going to be, in the media spotlight. And uh, the reason I'm trying to get around to this, Aaron Rodgers, she's going to go back and get that Jeopardy job. (laughs) That's what I want to see. E-R-I-N Rodgers hosting Jeopardy. I think that's his fate. They were never going to let a dude do it. Uh, Talib, thank you so much for joining the show. Where can we find you? Uh, What are you working on? Let the people know. You can find me in uh, Uptown. No, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Talib Bev. I'm doing some TikTok, too. Um, I'm going to be dropping, uh, releasing uh, an album later this year, so stay tuned for that. And uh, thank you for having me. T-A-L-I-B-B-A-B-B. That's the handle. Please follow. Appreciate y'all. Let's go. Hell yeah. Uh, Sorry about the Packers. Coming back on the other side... Danny, your bid for perfection came to a bitter end on Saturday morning. I'm sorry. The Titans screwed you. And the Packers screwed all of us. Uh, I did pick the Bengals, so I went 3-1 and one this last week. You guys both went 2-2. Two and two. Three games. I'm two games behind Jamel. Jamel's two. at 180 and 103. I'm at 178 and 105. That's three games. No, I'm two games behind. You're at 180. I'm at 178 in terms of wins. Last week, you were at 178. And I was at 175. I went three and one. So what are you saying to me? There, there are what three I'm games. To you is if I pick both these championship games against you, and then we come down to the Super Bowl and we pick against each other, it is possible for me to steal the, this coupon. I can't. What a meltdown by me. Well, you do have the ability to block. Dan from winning just by picking the exact same way that he does. Now, I, 
being the obviously uh, the, the the loser here, uh, I think I should get some kind of veto power whether or not you do things deliberately. Okay, and well, I say yeah, go cause, for it. Because here's the real thing: like, <laughs> if it ends in a tie, then D- Danny's just buying us gift cards. There's it, no, you know what I'm saying? It can't right. end in a tie because the only scenario is if we pick both games against each other this week. Either you win, if you win one of them, you, you win. It's over. So I'd have to win both and then also win in the Super Bowl. So that's the only path to, to championship for me, myself. Uh, but hey, let's just, let's just talk about these things. I don't know if you guys want to go through uh, some of last week's games or just kind of as we preview this week's mm. games, it'll come up. Let's yeah. just say it, Sunday, January 30th, Bengals at Chiefs. 12 p.m. start. Danny, how do you feel about a 12 p.m. start? How do you feel about the fact that the Bengals have already beat this Chiefs team? How do you feel about the Joe Burrow hive buzzing around Arrowhead? You know, we've dealt with all the hives. We've dealt with all the fucking the Herbert hive and the fucking Lamar Jackson hive and the goddamn... Josh Allen hive, and now we got a new honeycomb hive. hive. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. bees flying around, and Mahomes just swats them away or gives them cancer or whatever is happening to them now. Bees are not as powerful as they used to be, and uh, I just you know 12 p.m. start. If you're going to ask if that is a real question, I'm fine with it because we won the Titans AFC Championship game mm. in the daytime. Now we won the subsequent Bills Championship game at night, so it really doesn't matter. Uh, it just seems like, you know, daytime fun. I can, I'm going to, I got some burger meat. I'm going to put that out on the grill. Ooh. You know, anybody's welcome to come over and eat burgers and maybe some chicken. Mm. And watch us beat the Bengals. I think that's the most important thing. Chicken's on the table. That's interesting. I went to Costco. Hey, let's go. And I do have a reason. I needed, I needed a reason to bring out my chinchilla jersey. Ooh, damn, I forgot about that jersey. You do need to wear that. I just think think that game in Week 17 was interesting because, and not in the way that Bengals fans want, because they competed at home. We were up 28-17 to at one point. They came back, a lot of Jamar Chase. The dude went off for 266 yards. Refs bullshit as well. That's got to happen again for them to win by three points. And they're not at home. They're at Arrowhead Stadium, the loudest place in the universe. And Mahomes is playing better than he was back then. And he was pretty great. And we've known every single thing on the field that they're trying to do from just seeing them a couple weeks ago. They don't have other moves. We have a thousand other moves. And we have the fucking Grim Reaper. (laughs) One of the greatest Andy Reid quotes, uh, you know. When things get grim, be the Grim Reaper. He also had a great one. I forget what the other quote was. I'll try and look that up. Uh, I have a question for you, Danny. Tyreek Hill, obviously one of the quickest players we've ever seen. Uh, you guys just throw him back there for punt returns when you need him. Why, why, when the playoffs start, isn't he just back there every time? I think they do want to keep him fresh for the fourth quarter. I mean, look at what he did in this fourth quarter. He was faster yeah. than ever. When you can only most. use... Having your best player be your best wide receiver, you only use that punt return bullet once. Those are the rules. He's just terrifying in that role. I would never want to punt that guy. That's true. I I I 
You would never think, want to do anything with that guy. You don't want to cover that guy. There's <laughs> nothing. He could go anywhere and do anything. And a lot of the coverage on Terry Kill this week is going to be Eli Apple. And that guy really said a mouthful of shit that got him in some deep hash. And I don't know if he's going to be feeling good about himself or not after those Saints fans get on him for saying they had crawdads in their brains. Wow. His Twitter account has been going crazy this week. Eli yeah, Apple is extremely active, and he's doing the thing where he's retweeting and reposting a ton of like very pro Eli Apple content. Yeah, just being that's all he's doing is like highlights of him making good plays. Whereas anybody quoting like the actual statistics are like he's actually one of the worst corners, but he's protecting himself. There's always a guy like this in the playoffs that gets fucking smoked. And just looks like an asshole. It's definitely going to happen. Who Who is your cornerback that got fucking sniped by Gabriel Davis? Yeah, well, I mean, that was annoying. Uh, but he was not supposed to be on the field. He's a fourth-string quarterback, or a cornerback, Mike Hughes. We picked him up off the trash heap. We like to try to rehabilitate first-rounders. It wor- it's worked a few times, and, uh, and it looked pretty bad in that game. We're getting Rashad Fenton back. He's our regular number three. So is Honey Badger going to play? He's just got a concussion. I think he's definitely going to play. We've stopped caring as much about concussions as we did a couple of years ago. Thanks to yeah. COVID. And COVID. No no player has tested positive since the fucking playoffs started. What a coincidence. Hey, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Any What's the new thing you got? Try to kill football. I dare you, God. Um. Okay. I want to hear your doomsday scenario. I think we were actually, to pat ourselves on the back, before the Chiefs-Bucks Super Bowl, we talked about that O-line and the likelihood of Patrick Mahomes running for his life and having to be Superman. And, like, that was the doomsday scenario of just, like, if if that dude's just underdressed the entire game, it might look a little bit like it did. We, We talked about that scenario. What is the doomsday scenario here? I guess Mahomes getting hurt is like yeah, the worst well, thing that could possibly happen. Don't bring that out into the fucking world, you asshole! Well, you know. After you said all that stuff about Aaron Rodgers with an E, <sighs> I love Aaron Rodgers with an E. She is going to be I, a great host. I do believe that uh, that that could happen. That that was the scenario that is the most likely a repeat of the Bucks. Um, but that's not what this line has been letting happen. And we no. were up against the number one defense in the entire league last week. I don't think the Bengals are anywhere past, like, they're definitely not top ten. They have one pass rusher. I don't know if you could name the other guy who's not Trey Hendrickson. And then what else do they got? Kind of a good run defense? Get out of here. They're um, not going to stop us. I thought Jarek McKinnon beat, uh, revealed himself to be unreliable last week. I would not ride him. Mm. I think Clyde looked pretty good, so I trust him a little bit more. Wow. Uh, you know what's really interesting about your this Chiefs team is that uh, – and you saw it in that third and one play that could have been disastrous where Blake Bell takes a snap and they do this speed option to the short side of the field. It's bizarre. But it goes back to a couple seasons ago, the Broncos QB sneak where Mahomes got hurt. They're scared yeah. to sneak Mahomes. They just won't do it. That's fine. I would prefer that as well. It's I watched flaw. this game with a Chiefs fan who was saying the exact same thing. It's true. But you just, I mean, that knee comes out. Anything comes out. Anything where he can't come in for a single play. Who needs that shit? I'd rather you run 
a wacky Andy Reid special with 10 fucking tight ends on the field and an eligible center downfield. I don't give a shit. Just don't put Mahomes in harm's way. He did it to himself too many times against the Bills. Too many times where he was getting kicked on and slid on. I didn't like it. You don't think this Bengals offense is watching film from last week and just licking their lips? They're like, we're, we can throw the ball just like the Bills did. Our receivers are better. Joe Mixon's better than Devin Singletary. Like, Joe Burrow isn't as good as Josh Allen, but he's pretty good. Honey Badger, there was a there was a middle-of-the-field problem against the, the Bengals was. because Honey Badger was out. We've managed to be pretty good at, at playing secondary for the last 18 games of this season. We just haven't I, really locked it down. Maybe not 18, 14. My doomsday scenario... For you guys, Danny, is some of the early season bullshit rears its head again, and guys are just tipping balls into the Bengals' hands, and there's three turnovers in a half, and you're just like, "What the fuck is happening?" And the defense looks just as bad as they did last week. Like the the Bengals haven't been in this game for 33 years. They have beaten this Chiefs team this season. So their the offense is the best part of their team. So, so they can the go blow for blow. They can score touchdown for touchdown. Bills. I'm picking the Chiefs. What the <laughs> hell are you guys talking I'm about? Painting hey, pictures, Jamel. Dan, put the brush down. Chiefs. <laughs> did you see what happened last week? Yes. Beware of the team that looked too good the previous week. It's a football what? rule. What? We both te- all the teams Chiefs. look pretty good. It's here's the Bengals look that good. They look yeah, so you know they're gonna bounce back and be great. This is crazy. It's crazy talk. We just came back from the dead to yep. win a game. We have all the momentum. We have all the heat. We have every all the intangibles you want. Joe Burrow's a scared little bunny with no offensive line. And you've got a loud-ass crowd. The crowd yes. is going to be louder than humanly possible. Paul it's Rudd going to is going to do the same yeah. national anthem. It's going to be crazy. So, um, yeah, we should, talk, we should just say an in-memoriam to the Titans for one second. That, uh, that I mean, these are the Titans – of uh, that will be no more. I think. I, I don't think we'll have this group of guys together again. Should have run right. Deontay Foreman. That's really what you. That is really, and you know what? That is exactly what the big problem was. I don't understand why they was trying to force Henry. He got his one touchdown. That was enough. Like, put Foreman back in. They're all basically baby versions. Just put Kid Boo in the game. It's fine. That's a really good Dragon Ball Z reference. Mm-hmm. The, the nerds will get it. The hard part with that is if you're, it's a no win as a coach. You, your all world running back is now eligible to play and wants to, and you're like, eh, I think you're cold. Like, that's it, a tough decision to sell to the fans and the team if that's the way you want to go. So, nah, I, it's just um, coaches have never figured out when to let go. I'm with you. The, of the coin. I think because you guys are you right. Do, you do play him. You put him in the game. The fans see him. It juices up the crowd. He scores a touchdown. And once you see him score a touchdown, you have to realize, all right, this is going better than it should. Analytics. Love it. The man hasn't played in fucking 10 fucking weeks. The fact that he even scored a touchdown is a miracle. We take him out of the game now. We fucking play ball control. And then he'll actually be ready next week. Yeah, 
that's really, I mean, that's why, you know, the, the, the Steelers game, I think, was important. An important tune-up for the Chiefs. It, may, it, it helped us get something going. I think that's what the, the bye is tough about. And Henry coming back, not having come back for, you know, nine weeks, that's got to be tough. It's got, he, he didn't have it. And they didn't want to they, – they wanted to keep the fans engaged, and they lost the game because of it. It's a real catch twenty-two. Yeah, I think that's can't the, pay because fuck the fans. You fuck can't fans. ever listen to the fans. That's what I'm saying. We're so, done. I'm officially picking the Bengals in this. Oh game. my god. Oh geez. Obviously, it's for uh, right. Of course. Okay. For, yeah. for totals, but I have talked myself into a scenario where this happens. Yeah, it is not inconceivable to me. Chiefs lose this game. Hey, I guess God is real. I don't know. I mean, and he has powers. I don't see where they have the advantage in any part of this game. The coaching advantage, Chiefs, quarterback, Chiefs, uh, you know, playoff uh, veteranship, Chiefs. Like, they have everything. <laughs> it's just like football's stupid. We know that. Dumb shit happens all the time. Clyde could just drop the ball for no reason and just burn the team. Once. It, sorry. I'm not trying to. Uh, hey, jinx your team i promise i'm not worried not. about the jinx i appreciate it you gotta win this week just to have any semblance of a ghost of a chance of getting your gift card you got to talk yourself into it you got to put that out into the universe but Precisely. uh you know you have to know what you're up against here the, you're uh, talking so about the Bengals in the, Bengals. the super bowl bang, uh, bang, uh, joe burrow super bowl we're going to see yeah. it at some point in our lifetime. Does it sound so right? Why not Does now? Does it sound right to you at home? <laughs> All right. Uh, NFC, 3.30 p.m., Niners at Rams, SoFi Stadium. I will be in attendance. I will Woo! be reporting on behalf of Sorry We Love Football. You are the, like, the Kobe as a Rob, Cowboy. As yeah. a Rob Lowe fan, I'm going to have an NFL hat on and just be there to, to soak in the atmosphere and see a bunch of nervous fans and what it's like. That's going to be fun. Um, the Niners just stole that shit from the Packers. Holy crap. Like, they were horrible. I mean, Jimmy G was awful in that game. Their offense came alive in, late down the stretch. They have a knack for, for playing well in big moments. But for 55 minutes, that team, that offense was terrible. Their defense was great the whole game. Um, and they have every all the the moxie and all the intangibles and all the, the thing that you love about football teams. It's just like they rush the ball. Well, they're physical, they're tough. They've been there, all that shit. Their quarterback sucks. So they got to rally around him. Everybody else has to step it up. Thank God, he does suck, man. He's terrible. He tried his best to blow that game. He did. He, you he knew did. it was coming. You knew it was coming. The problem with these games, like the Bengals game and this Packers game, just the both Saturdays, like, I could see we all knew Jimmy G was going to throw a pick. We all knew Derrick yeah. Henry was going to score a touchdown, but I just couldn't see the rest of the – man, being a medium is hard. <laughs> yeah. You, to, to, to achieve full clarity is tough because you, you get these little bits and pieces and you're like, oh, Jimmy G throws a pick. Like, I know it's going to happen. And it was one of the worst additions of Jimmy G – interceptions that we've seen holy shit that was a bad pass it was a bad pass it was at the worst time but somehow he got bailed out it was crazy man but now you get back indoors where a you want to be own, a team's whose soul they own they beat them six times in a row 
one of the only teams Jimmy G really plays well against. I don't know if I can trust Cam Akers. He's fumbling his ass <laughs> off. I thought Matt Stafford was pooping his pants most of that second half See, until the now, last drive. Hold on, brother. See, I don't think that's what we need to realize. Matt Stafford was never the one pooping his pants. He pooped. All of his well, guys, well, all well, of his guys well, around him were pooping their pants. Jalen Ramsey pooped. And his he pants. had to put Jalen Ramsey, poopy pants. Cooper Cup, doo-doo pants. He Cam makers. Shit running into his socks. <laughs> and Matt Stafford's just looking around. Everybody's got shit in their drawers. He was the only one. He fucking held them guys together. Yeah. So what are we saying here? I mean, he <laughs> he's never made it this far. I don't know if I trust him. He I thought he Oh, but you trust Joe Burrow. Get out of here. I do. I do <laughs> trust Joe. <laughs> well, Burrow. you're full of shit, just like all the people on the Rams. Who I'm picking, by the way, because wow. I did think Jimmy G really G'd it up. I mean, that that Super Bowl miss to Emmanuel Sanders was was the sign of things to come. That was it. I watched every fucking drop of that Niners Packers game, and I don't I still don't can't tell you how the Packers lost or how they didn't score any touchdowns. It seemed like everything was kind of fine and normal. In, in Packers winning universe. And then it wasn't. All of a sudden, I realized after that that special teams block kick touchdown yeah. that they ha- were tied and that they did- weren't down by three touchdowns. It felt weird. And I know that the Niners own the Rams, but, you know, you're the Rams are due for a Super Bowl again more than the Niners are. The Niners were more recently they were two years ago the rams were three years ago so there you go it seems like it seems like the rams now get the turn at the super bowl to lose to a better team i i have i have picked against trent williams two weeks in a row i have been wrong two times in a row I mean that that play where he pulled and and blocked that's football porn, literally. Why is he always hurt? Like not not. I'm not saying like he's never in games. He's always in games. We just always hear about how hurt he is. He just he's gets just the message. He's a big dude. He's and I'm not even saying that he. I'm I'm just saying we hear about him being hurt more than we hear about any specific player ever, besides maybe Baker Mayfield. And Jamel, sorry, I cut you off. You were saying Trent Williams. You picked against him twice. Where are you going with that? I don't know. Kyle <laughs> Shanahan, amazing, amazing playoff coach. The man knows how to coach in a playoff game. He's he's coaching with Falcons. two arms tied behind his back with the the quarterback that he has. That's what I'm saying, man. I but yet and still he finds himself in these big games. At what point does Kyle Shanahan get his flowers? He's it, it's so that it the NFC game is all about who's not going to make a mistake, and that's how you know that's a Super Bowl loser. It's just about who is going to somehow will themselves to do something they don't normally do and not give the game away to the other team. And I mean, even in the Rams game, they tried to give that game back to Tom Brady so many times. He just didn't have an offensive line. How does that feel, Tom? Feels pretty fun, huh? To not have 
any protection at all for your little white ass to go around doing your little dinks and dunks and bloops. Fuck you. I'm glad Tom Brady's gone. I loved seeing him bloodied up. That's what I like about the Rams really more than anything is they have both teams have a good defense. That's fine. Somebody has to not fuck it up. And it feels like Matthew Stafford is the kind of guy who has enough experience fucking things up to maybe one time not fuck it up. Jimmy G's only really been in an important fucking up situation one other time. And you know, and the only thing I had right about last weekend for sure was Vaughn Miller. Yeah, he showed up. Vaughn Miller saved the game multiple times for them. And he's doing it again. (laughs) I'm going with the Rams. Wow. I'm so sorry. Congo, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're we're giving almost no reason, really. I mean, like no reason. At this point, it's just about your guts. And I get that it doesn't make sense completely in your mind. And we'll hear about it. Nothing we're saying makes sense. Danny, who would you rather play? Is my question. Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl. Who do you want to see? The Rams. I think it is the Rams, just because it seems like the Niners can do one other thing that the Rams can't do. They all have great receivers, the and they all rush. have a, a they they have a good running game. They have good defense and everything like that. Good across the board. Niners have Debo Samuel. I don't know what we would do about that specifically. I think we can handle what the Rams have going on. Which I don't even understand why I'm picking against them again. I'm so dumb. Um, yeah, I, I do. We have disrespected the Niners team all season. It's it's uh, well documented, and they because they play games like that Packers game. Yeah, they just scraped by. Like that was not in like full credit to them. They kept it close. They played gritty football. They really stifled Rodgers. Like that's a hard thing to do and they did it. They've and only they ever it. looked good in a game against the Rams. That is the only time I think I've ever seen the Niners look good all season. Yeah, they destroyed them I think week 5 and then they barely beat them week 18. Um I'm picking the Niners. I think they have this weird feel. They feel like the fucking Eli Manning Giants teams, where they just have to get by with a shit quarterback, but everyone else steps up and plays out of their fucking minds for a couple weeks. So you're doing it. You're going full counter-program to Jamel's picks. Absolutely. Yeah. Should I just pick the Niners right now? Hey, I'm picking the Niners. How about that? I'm picking the Rams then. <laughs> you don't even believe in the Niners, you I, son I of a bitch. I do believe in the Niners. I'm, going, I'm rooting for the Niners heavily in this you game. You want a will... gift card. Say that, you know, that's the real betrayal of Andrew Kungle. At least we're coming at it from an honest place. Yeah. I am, think this just is an lose. honest place. I'm glad Jamel picked the Rams. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we need to keep some intrigue for the gift card, but I am <laughs> I, genuinely picking the Niners. I think they're a better team. I think it matters that they've beat them so many times in a row. The Niners are a better team. Yeah. And that's why I'm picking the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> that was my logic with the last game. <laughs> Yeah, I. What am I gonna say, man? I've just been dead ass wrong. Yeah, I mean, if I had money on it, I'd pick the Niners. But on this show, so Rams. Mean, and I really, and the sick reason that I keep picking against the Niners is because I want Jimmy G to come co- come play for my fucking 
trash bag full of diapers of a football God. team. Oh, that's how low you've sunk. You want yep. to I, the depths. Oh. You want oh. a guy coming up small in big moments just so you can be in big moments. Mm, you are exactly correct. Um, Sounds delicious. Okay. We've made it to championship week. We've only got three football games left of this season. So uh, let's try and enjoy these. Danny, I know you will. I will. I'll probably be the only one who's really enjoying it genuinely. And you, of course, Dan, will be enjoying it out of spite for your many anti-Cowboys angles that you've found. So good. (laughs) If Sean, if you, if fucking Aaron Rodgers goes to the Cowboys and they hire Sean Payton, it'd, it'd be a disaster. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't need to get into any of that. But let's get to the mailbag. It's the busiest time. It's mail season. It's championship round. You guys just keep sending letters, and we're going to read some. Uh, Jamel, what? talk to us. You've got mail. See, so you say talk to us. It's so funny you say talk to us. I got something better than that. Coach Mike Vrabel, he just flew into L.A. Oh, He's been sitting you. in my closet. Hey, come out here, Coach. Come out here, guys. Thanks, thanks for waiting until the end of the episode, too. Oh, hey, no problem, guys. Hey, what's going on? Danny, Dan, hey, how Coach. you guys doing? Hey, it's it's been a while. I had to come see you guys. You know, it's been a rough week down in Nashville, but uh, I told Jamel I was going to do the show. He gave me a really good coupon book. Uh, a couple months back, me and the kids have been going to Little Caesars every weekend ever since. So I just want to say a thanks to him. You know, some things are bigger than the game. I wanted to explain a little bit of that Bengals loss. It was definitely on me. I actually told Ryan Tannehill to throw that interception to start the game. Uh, yeah, it was a part of the strategy. You figure uh, have him throw a pick and then I have a heart attack and then kind of lull the Bengals to sleep, you know, they might they think, oh, okay, so Coach Vrabel's dead, we can kind of just do whatever we want, kind of prance around, and then we pounce on him, and it kind of backfired on me, so it's not on Ryan, we'll all be back next year, uh, I don't know if you guys had a couple questions for me, uh, you feel free, uh, I really got a piece, so uh, make, make, it, make it quick. Coach, uh, you famously said a few seasons back, if, you're, if you won the Super Bowl, you would chop your own penis off uh is that still on the table for next season well i i uh, honestly uh there i i I chopped it off after i said that as part of a human sacrifice to uh get home field advantage this year it kind of uh, didn't fully pay off i turned my penis into a sausage i then ate it and had a heart attack You 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 win some, you lose some, you know, Dan. <laughs> it's just funny that I I think he was saying he would chop off his dick to win the Super Bowl, not when he wins the Super Bowl. But either way, it I need like it's to move because his dick is gone. I Dick's gone perfectly. Out. I don't. I do not have a penis connected to my body, guys. It's uh, it's confirmed. Coach, I have a question because we did hear that Andy Reid quote about be be the Grim Reaper. Did you have a quote for Ryan Tannehill going into the fourth quarter? that last interception, what did you say to him? You know what? Honestly, I pulled him to the side and I said, Hey brother, uh, honestly, none of us are supposed to be here. (laughs) Just do what you feel, man. I died 10 times this season. You know how many heart attacks you've seen me have Ryan? 
just go out there and sling it, bud. You should be working at a FedEx Kinko's. <laughs> and don't forget that. Uh, uh, thanks for stopping by, Coach, I guess. Yeah. Hey, no problem. Uh, yeah, I got to... Jamel, what are you doing with my... I got to go see what he's doing with my bag. Uh, th- thanks again, guys. Wow. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Coach Vrabel for stopping by. We missed you, Coach. Uh, Danny, do you have a letter? Sure. I, I mean, Coach actually grabbed this for me from the bottom of the bag. Hey, guys. Love the show. Uh, my name is Frank, which you might know me better as Finn's fan Frank, the Tuanon Shaman. I've been very vocal all year about Tua's misrepresentation by the Jew and Mina Kimes-run media, how they've slandered a truly great quarterback for money and clicks. So I've sat through this weekend's playoff games, keeping my close eye on how these QBs really stack up. And it came on, it came to me at the end of the Bills-Chiefs game in a flash of pure, perfect clarity. I'm out. I'm out on Tua. I see now that I've gone down a deep rabbit hole of pretty obvious misinformation, clearly designed to prey on my many implicit biases and self-serving ideals. Turns out the experts were right. All you need to do is watch a real quarterback for one second, and the truth becomes laughably undeniable, as it was for so many for so long. Anyway, the FBI is here to rightfully take me to prison. So that's it for the Tuanon Shaman. Let this serve as a wake-up call to my brothers in the Mac Jones Militia, the Tana Hive, and the Lamar Jackson Truthers. I'd include Jalen Hurts in there, but it's the NFC, so who cares? Let's go, Brandon. Oh, man. Two and on's over. Damn, for real? Sorry, I just sat down. It really was dumb the whole time, if you ever really stopped to look at it. Are they still waiting around for uh, Dan Marino Jr. to show up? There's got to be another guy in the mix. That's what keeps <laughs> Tua on going. You got to get another guy who is really the guy. Another guy Jay, named Tua. Jay Fiedler Jr. Jr. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay. Uh, hey, I got a letter here from Troy Aikman. Uh, Troy, com- he said, doesn't say Troy writes, says Troy complains that. Uh, I'm sick and tired of working with Joe Buck. We got that terrible Bucks game uh, in the wild card round, and then we got Packers Niners, boring as shit. And I'm just sick and tired of it. Twenty years, same old boring crap coming out of Joe's stupid mouth. People come up to me all the times on the street, and they think that I'm Joe. I have three Super Bowl rings. What did Joe Buck ever win? We go to dinner. He orders like a moron. I'm sick of this bullshit. He's driving me so crazy that I'm going to quit the business and start my own beer company. It's called Eight Beer. It's the new low-carb, low-cal, light beer option, and it's only available in Texas. And Joe Buck is not allowed to drink any. Signed, Troy Aikman. Can you ban one guy? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Guys, that's a real thing. Troy Aikman has started his own beer, and it's called Eight. Uh, we got to get some sent to us by our sponsors. Yeah, no bullshit, dude. It Fuck is only listening out there. Uh, Spotify Green Room still. Yeah, hey, somebody send us a case of eight beer. If you're any Texas listener, please grab some. Send it our way. We'd be very happy to to sip on some delicious 
Troy Aikman light beer. <laughs> send us something. Send us a, a bumper sticker. Send us some weird fan art. I don't care. Let's get something out of this pod. Uh, Danny, final thoughts on the week? You know, I just don't think it can be any better than this, that where we're at right now. Uh, I feel invincible. We will not be let down. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Nothing bad can ever happen. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, let's go Chiefs. <laughs> I was going to go genuine, too. Final thoughts. Uh, that wasn't the best game that I've ever seen. I would say, like, the first half was just kind of normal excitement, normal Bills-Chiefs excitement. It ramped the fuck up in the fourth quarter. It was probably the best back and forth last two minutes I've ever seen, for sure. 13 and seconds. 25 points in two minutes, man. Yeah. No, it was the greatest. It was the most exciting ending of a game I've ever seen. I, I will And it wasn't because of that. a ton of pass interference calls. No penalties. It was just straight balling. It was amazing. And, like, you know, the rich get richer. And I am happy for you, Danny. And I love Andy Reid. I love Patrick Mahomes. Um God damn. You, you, you got this. You waited your whole life and it's yeah. now. So enjoy it. We have demoralized the Buffalo Bills too in a way that I feel really bad for. And I knew I have not <laughs> talked to any of my Bills fans, friends. I did. I texted with Joe Para for a little bit. Um, but, but he was very gracious, as you would expect. It's annoying. He didn't even really. Well, yeah, because his upset. life is going too well. His life is going too good to get that mad about the bills yeah i mean aaron's life is great too but she seemed pretty broken up by it and i did have not messaged her uh so i guess my real final thought is aaron if you're listening uh you know i'm i'm sorry i don't know how to how to stop the, the pain i know that aaron conroy there. also very also aaron conroy my god <laughs> all the Aarons. aaron rogers also Ooh, disappointed apologize to you uh, Jamel, uh, my final, final thought is that when the Super Bowl is inevitably Niners Bengals, <laughs> it's worth watching. Don't forget this uh, is a rematch. rematch. <clears throat> Great time to grab some Mitchell and Ness gear. I'll probably get my hands on an Anthony Munoz jersey if and when. You didn't pick either team. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry for contradicting myself. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, go drink some Troy Aikman. Eight beer. I'm sorry. All right.